Coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to reach across the internet to a very favorite Werewolf of the Apocalypse podcast. So, as I'm your host, Porter, to my left, hardest working man in the studio, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And across from me, inventor of the edible sandal, Mr. Thomas Dixon. Edible sandal? Your hacky sack feet are a snacky snack treat. How are you doing, guys? Say, why are you asking the question? You made it up, <laughs> and yet he knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I know he had that ready. <laughs> what the fuck? Locked and loaded. Oh, that was that was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to steal credit for that. It was a little syphilis alley for you, but yes, that <laughs> don't care. That was good. Wow. Yeah, how we doing, gentlemen? Oh, better now. I told you I didn't want to lose that intro. I had that ready. <laughs> Much better now. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Flavors of feet come in. Uh. Oh, I'm not going further with that. <laughs> Say you're at a concert. Say you get the munchies. Imagine that. <laughs> There's some implications there. <laughs> You've never been to a concert? <laughs> yeah, I've been to concerts. And the worst one I went to was a Stones one, so... For the munchies. <laughs> nice. Respect. Contact high instantly. Couldn't see half the stage, dude. <laughs> dude, they, play, they played here a couple months ago. I was going to get tickets, but they wanted a fucking co-signer and a kidney. <laughs> they need two to live. I'm surprised they weren't asking for blood boys. <laughs> <laughs> a co-signer and a kidney. He's not wrong. Right? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Another, another great day here. A lively day at oh, Scratchable Studio. <laughs> fucking love recording day. Oh. Yeah, I love when my face hurts because I'm laughing too much. And we hope you guys are too. That's what we do. That's right. We entertain. At least we hope so. Yeah. Well, let's well, get, let's get on the business other. for a minute. Yeah, we do. We, we, Just for a minute? Just for a minute. Yeah. We make a meal out of it, but we gotta, we gotta talk some shit. Yeah, we do. I guess first things first, we're so grateful to you guys for listening and for your support. You know. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, if you are not supporting us, there's a couple ways you could do that that would be fantastic. First is our Kofi page, ko-fi.com. Links in the show notes. They're always in the show notes. Uh, front page of the website. We have decided, I know we said it last week, we'll say it again, and then probably not have to anymore. Hopefully, right. but... We have brought the Guilty Bundle back. Not a Christmas discount, but still a discounted price. So, interest in that. You, you win. It's, it's back in the store. <laughs> well, not our store, but it's there. It's under Kofi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's at the Kofi store. We have our own store from the website, which is where we sell all sorts of weird shit with our logo on it. Yep, that's, it doesn't matter what it is. It's Hoodies, weird. t-shirts, sneakers. And you want something weird, just let us know. We'll see if they yeah. have the product. There, There's there's going to be there's, there's baby stuff. Yep. You want to rage across the baby. Rage across the I was going to say onesie. <laughs> rage across the onesie. Rage across the diaper. <laughs> we don't have diapers. I don't think that's a thing yet. We can do stuff. There's, you know, there's stuff you want. Rage across Binky. <laughs> hey, there's uh, we got the the dog tags. That's true. Yeah, the dog bandana. Yep, yep. That, that exists in the world. Yeah. I know one for sure. I, I at some point really want to do the shower curtain. <laughs> there's a shower curtain. 
Or we, it's not on the store, but we can That's make it. That's why I don't do know it. about it. Yeah, we oh can do my it. Oh, God. Wow. You know, there's the pillowcases and the blankets, so you could, you could. You know, comforter set. You know, oh, get, yeah. yeah, get rid of the Ninja Turtle set, put on the iron. No, 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 that's not going to happen. you got to wash them, Danny. You're right, and I'll just wait for them to be cleaned and dried, and I'll put them back on. You heard it first. Danny <laughs> sleeps with a Ninja Turtle bed sheet. He's bed got set. a Ninja Turtle onesie, dude. I used to. <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not certain, but I would not be surprised if this man was wearing Ninja Turtle under a ruse right now. He's thinking about I'm it. Not commenting. <laughs> that confirmed. Confirmed for Underoos. I no, it's no. There is no comment. Daniel Underoos. I have Tyson. no comment at this time. Daniel Underoos. <laughs> oh, I want Dunkaroos. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sell food. I wouldn't no. eat anything. No, why would you put our our logo on food? I, what a waste. <laughs> well, guys, you can still get a ten percent off code. On our Discord yes. for your one-time purchase. That's correct. I mean, that's actually not a great way to support us, but it's fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you, you see something niche on that store that you want to get and you want 10% off, well, just make sure you're in the Discord and you get the code. That's true. The Ko-Fi, that's a great way. That's probably that's the best way. Yeah. We got the tiers, you know, you can uh, the, the the hangout nights, the game team, the, the post-mortems on the monthly, the NPC of the month. For the different tiers, that's that's a great way to help. And again, if you don't want to spend the money, understandable. Yeah, look, times we get it, we understand. Work hard for your money; that's important. Times are tough, but you can still help us out. You tell know, people. Yes, tell people. Reviews, five stars, four stars, whatever the max is. Get the word out. You know somebody that you want to introduce to this game, or you know somebody that likes this game. Or that wants to dip into storytelling or learn more about character work or whatever. Bring them, bring them. Go to our website, get the code for that Discord, come and hang out in the Discord. We're, we're there. Like you can interact with us. <laughs> we're, at least one of us is there daily. Pretty much. It, it's Plus all of our cool friends and awesome community, you all help build with yeah, us. It's a, it's a fantastic community. Some, it's always some fun discussions going on. Yes. Whether it's werewolf related or just random chicassery. A lot of it's know. werewolf related though. And a lot of it is. It's a lot of speculation and it's awesome to see and hear and put our own input on and it's a good time. We're very lucky to have that kind of community. So a shout out to, to our Discord community. You guys kick ass. Keep it up. Yep. And we'll probably see you later on. Yeah, probably. Or we're talking to you right now. We'll Either see you later way. on Dead by Daylight. Or that too. That too. <laughs> Love that game team. But yeah, you know, all that. And don't forget, you know, we do have the website, we do have the forums, and there's some really cool storyteller resources on those forums. I always forget about that, but yes, there is. It's crazy. You know, it, it, it often, I mean, people don't do a lot of forums anymore, and I know that, but there's stuff there. You know, old Nocturnus articles, you know, some really neat character essays, ideas. We, we have members of our community who put up uh, book reviews and stuff. It's, it's, it's just a great thing to check out. It's a great place to be. And again, that's where our Discord link comes from. Mm -hmm. It's where you can get it. It's the only place you can get it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> That's the idea. Well, that, that was the purpose. So, <laughs> But uh, you can find that at uh, RageAcrossTheInternet.com Dot com. Dot com. Got creepier. It did. You're right. Yes, anyway, moving on. We have, um, I guess, I hope it's interesting. 
I guess I'm not in charge of that. I'd like to think, but... It's not specifically a a suggestion, but another suggestion to the point where we took that and kind of brainstormed off of it to become what today's episode is going to be. Which is? Well, today we are talking The Metis Child. Specifically the book game out of Rage Across the Heavens. No, we're talking The Metis Child. Where our inspiration is coming from, then? Well, that's where the, the that's where the character came from, and so there you go. You know, Rage Across the Heavens uh, brought us both Anthelios and the Metis Child, the perfect Metis. I dub him the Chosen One. You've dubbed him the Chosen One. The Chosen One. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, chosen th- by who? There's allegedly truth to that. And to pull a, pull a quote. Ooh. In the armies of destruction march forth, led by the child that should not be, and bearing the sign of the eye of the devourer upon its brow. Against that child nothing could prevail. The heavens shuddered once in sorrow and despair. Then all was still. In the sounds which followed I heard a voice saying, This is what may come to pass, yet all is not unchanging. Seek, therefore, the child that you may prevent the end of all things. That's so ominous, and is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Well, and that's what I just heard there. That's bad, and you don't want that to happen. That'd be end times. Oh no, that's my my point. In saying ominous because it's very much end times. There is but, it saving, preventing, creating. Well, that's all we're going to talk about. All that shit. Exactly. Rage Heavens introduced both Anthelios and the Red, you know, the Red Star, and the Metis Child. And to be clear, so there's no confusion here. This this is both. The it's the child of two Metis and is allegedly a perfect Metis offspring. So that's three Metis, the three Bs. And Metis <laughs> How does that become the three Bs? It's the three Bs, shut up. Metis? This this, you know, this this Metis is apparently perfect. It has no outward flaws to speak of. Make sure that part's clear though. Yeah. To speak of. No one can see anything. Eh, maybe he's got some uh Maybe Mental, some spiritual, anything else. Disability. But, but no we are, physical flaws. Yeah. Maybe, we, yeah, maybe we are it's a mental disability. And led to believe this is the perfect Metis. Well, we got to kind of break that down a little bit. Because a Metis is flawed. That was the purpose of the Metis. They're sterile. There is something physically and or mentally wrong with them. The offspring of Garu. Garu shall not mate with Garu. I mean, that's, that's what a menace is. Yeah. This was this coincided with the appearance of Anthelios. This was a mark of the end times. And this is what we're talking here is where we're... So to be clear, it's happening at the same time that someone has seen this red star starting to appear. Yes, it coincides with, with the appearance of Anthelios. You know, and that's a good chunk of Rage Across the Heavens. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've talked about this book before and how, you know, our feelings on it from an information <laughs> gathering standpoint... But uh, that's not the whole book. You know, it talks about Garo Astrology, which I never is when we're doing that episode. <laughs> never. I'm not a fan of astrology already. See, I'm not either. It's like, I don't want to learn ours to learn the Garo one to know that I don't care. There are some who might be interested in it. And you know, that's sorry. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, it's cool that you are. And I, I appreciate that they went to the trouble of doing it. But, but don't expect us to do it. I'm so sorry. Apologies. Not going to be a show. 
you watch next season, we're going to be so hard up for fucking ideas. <laughs> we're do a three-parter on it. Oh, my God. Don't do that. do it. Ugh. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Space. No. I don't see if I can get him to do it. Yeah, I know what I you're doing. That's why it. I said no. <laughs> I know you thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. The only thing I think about it, I thought about doing it wrong. On purpose. Yeah. That would be a... It would have been point. more fun. But there is In Rage Heavens, mm-hmm. the, the book in the scenario, which we've spoken before. The, you know, book games are not my favorite thing. But uh, I make an exception for this one. It's not bad. This, this one's... It's so loosely written. And that's why it gets the pass yeah. for me. Normally, book games are super fucking rigid. <laughs> it tells you exactly what you should and shouldn't do. It's right. very linear. Yeah. There, there's no, you can't go outside the box. It's just, you go this path, and yeah. I don't care what you say, you're going this path. Right, do what we tell you. This is, and maybe there's a couple options here and there, but largely, yeah. yeah. The, the, the book games in the past, they always feel very rigid. I'm all for farming ideas out of them, but this one, this the, the looseness of it. Yeah, this one's not rigid. This one's not linear. This gives you plenty of options I from the beginning. They even state it. Like, we're leaving this open for STs to do what they want with. Which is good because it's such a big concept. This impossible baby. Right. And the implication it has for the future of the nation. Yes, we can use the word implication there. Because not only is it a Metis itself, it's also the offspring of two Metis parents. Right. So again, impossible. it's the three Bs. This should not be able to happen. I'll think of one. Just keep it's, going. It's, it's better. No, I put it in my notes. <laughs> oh, Did you really? Come on. Yeah. It's better if you don't put a hat on it. <laughs> so everyone else goes, there's no bees in there at all. It's the beauties if you don't put a hat on it. <laughs> just let it slide on by. All right, fine. I put fucking a rune. Now, the, the thing is, is, you know, with the medicine child, there's, there's this division here. What does it mean? This, this is a, a creature, and I'm going to use the word creature, because even the gender of the Metis child isn't set in stone anywhere. No, it's up to your storyteller. Right. It could be Gaia's savior or Gaia's downfall, or anything in between, but it means something. I like having that option to go either direction, because... Once one thing is picked, if you run this game again with a different group, it could be a totally different story. Absolutely. No matter what. Depending on how that group plays it out. I'm just saying, I don't think two groups are going to play the exact same situation every single time. Oh, probably not. No, and that's exciting right there by itself. The idea of coming into contact with this child, whether players were parents, or by random happenstance, or a contact of a friend of trusted this pack with it, or whatever. Oh yeah, it gives you the option. One of your uh, players could be a menace, and they could have been the parent. Or you're just a pack who just happens to be passing through, and there's a battle, and someone's protecting this child. This baby, essentially. Yes. And then you learn all this as you go, and that's, that's nuts. Well, and then that's the thing. I mean, obviously, when you look through the scenario, and I mean, we're not here to... To run necessarily yeah, we're the not scenario. warning the game, but right. we can speculate. Well, that's the point of the episode. <laughs> they still listen to the podcast. Yes, I know. You know, the idea that you have your different factions that have their own agendas and, and their ideas in terms of this menace child. 
I, I love the idea that you have a hive out there who believes that it's the savior, that it's it's the worm's chosen being, and will ally themselves with your players to protect it. Yeah, I very much see it as just to convert it. Well, certainly that's their plan. Possibly, yeah. I see it as half the nation wants to kill, half the nation wants to save. And then you look at the worms forces and you have the spirals and half them want to save and half them want to kill. You have essentially four factions on and four possibilities of what can happen to this child. Well, in the fifth coming out of Pentex, you want to experiment on it. They didn't even think about it that way. Absolutely. So we're just, just Garu in general, you have four. And then you have other possibilities and, and groups that who knows what they want. And right. And I mean, I mean, and then there are factions, you know, obviously this isn't a well-known in in the confines of the the game that is presented, mm-hmm. you know the scenario. There, are not a whole lot of people know about this, but there are the factions, and you're right. It's it's divided up just like that. There are the the guy and Garu who think this thing's of the worm, and we need to kill it and kill it with fire and do it now. <laughs> and the ones that think no, we need to raise this right so it can uh, lead the guy and Garu to victory. And same way with the worm. Yeah, it's it's back and forth both sides, and. You know, they give options on the players what they want to do, but I like how the first one of the first possibilities they give you was like have them have these dreams, have them have a reason why they're going to protect and or try to kill this child. Well, privacy and vision, yeah, those are definitely themes that are all over Rage Evans, and it leads itself to this material, absolutely. My thing, my thought here, first, I think, first and foremost, is how do where do you guys? land on the Metis Child issue? Well... I mean, you know, ideally, because mm-hmm. there's no real answer here. Right off the bat, it's it's so difficult to even start that, because it's a Metis, one, mm-hmm. and it's the birth of two Metis parents. Other way around. We know what he meant. <laughs> Both parents are Metis. Yes. The child is Metis. This already shouldn't even be a possibility. Yes. And it is. And there's the implication just starting off. How is this possible? How is this? How did this child even happen to be birthed? How was this not killed off and just thought of? Like because his pullout game wasn't strong enough. I was gonna say when a man loves a woman. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to love her. When a Garu <laughs> loves another Garu. When a mommy Garu and a daddy, now see, not even that. This is, the, this is the birds and the beads here, folks. Beads? The birds, the bees, and the metas? Huh. So There's the question, three bees. Birds, the bees, and the beast. Oh, that, that actually works. Worked before. It was better when there were no bees involved. But again, the question is, where do you, where do you guys land on? The question going, it's so difficult to even start that, for me, mm-hmm. because of the absolute impossibility of it being the thing. One, uh, we know that the Metis are born a little quicker than like a normal human child or even a, a wolf child. So it's likely three months, something like that. It's not the nine months that a normal human child would be born. So who knows how long that would take because, again, both parents are Metis. How are those parents not just like hunted from the start knowing that the, the one is about to give birth? Oh, okay, but, but that's not the question. Guy or worm? Which am I picking? Yes, that's the question. It would take some serious convincing, but I would go Guyan. 
What do you mean by Gaian? As far as saving the child, protecting the child. But again, it would take some serious convincing me to do this. I would go either way. It depends on how the story's laid out in front of me. I'm saying, gun to your head, in your mind. Mm-hmm. Kill it. Gun you, to my head, you kill think, it. You think, it's, uh, you think the mass shell is of the worm? Yep. And you're saying Gaia. Because it's, it's, come on, it should not be. So you're already spitting on Gaia's face. Yeah, it, instantly, I'm thinking, like, this thing needs to go now. It shouldn't even be, it shouldn't be here. It shouldn't have gotten here in the first place. It needs to die. I don't Gun. see how this thing could save Gaia. Yeah, it's an absolute spit in the face. But if the game were to be run out and played through, for me to be able to be this thing's protector, mm-hmm. it would take some serious convincing by some serious, notable characters. Okay. I don't see it any other way. You'd have to be convinced. Oh, absolutely convinced. No, that's fair. I mean, look, it's a starting point right there. And I definitely see where you guys are coming from, and I don't necessarily disagree, but then that's the beauty of the Metis Child, is it can go in any direction. Mm-hmm. I, in previous renditions of a game, have gone with the idea of uh, nurture over nature. Okay. The idea of where does that cub end up, and it could go either way, depending on how it's raised. And who? Exactly. I have in the past done like a lone wolf and cub thing where uh, one of my NPCs, Rowan Blood Tears, was the sole custodian of the Metis Child. I'm willing to bet he had to take some serious convincing to be that, too. Well, it was all behind the scenes. Right. And it was a different era in, you know, my storytelling game. Mm. So, like, I couldn't give you the information surrounding that. I just wanted to do a lone wolf and cub thing with him. That's fair. So you had, you know, Rowan Blood Tears, the, the Ahrangeta Fenris, traveling the countryside on the run with, with this, this baby, Krinos... In his backpack. Jumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little baby Bjorn. So, try to convince us right now. Well, I don't know that I, I do. Um, well, I think so, because just judging off of that first sentence you give me right there, first paragraph you give me of the intro of that, leading the armies. Hey, that's a vision. Leading certainly. an army like that. Nah, we don't need that kind of headache. Get rid of it. And get rid of it is a valid answer. But as is brought up in the in the bit that I did read, you know, you could change that. You know, but why even chance it? Because maybe that child was born through Gaia's will. Maybe that child is the one with the power. In quotes, because what the fuck does that mean? That's, or, or that's the, what I'm trying to get at. Convince me that or, this thing can change what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it, maybe this is this is the prophesized child that will turn the tide. What, and, I mean, and just it goes. What makes this baby different than another Garu? Because it's impossible. Well, I get that it's impossible. What makes it different? Just because it's impossible doesn't mean it's going to be our savior. Yeah, certainly, but it has to mean something. Gaia allowed this to happen, or did she? Life in the Garu Nation, you you accept Gaia is supreme at uh-huh. that point. So theoretically, and shaky ground here because you know you talk about the the religion and and, and how it. In the terms of werewolf, mm-hmm. where, where Gaia isn't a, you know, you worship Gaia. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm trying to... The weave around it, yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I understand half of these floorboards are fake and will lead to my death, like goddamn squid game. So I'm trying to step on, like, the good glass. Maybe you can even go as, maybe they tried killing it, and something happened to where it was prevented. Well, see, I think that's a mistake. 
at that point you add like an otherworldliness to it, like a kind of divine intervention thing at that point. And, nice. I, and I think that's, I, I think it's a better idea that, you know, maybe this kid is the savior. And what does savior mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's a matter of perspective. You know, if it's the champion of the worm, it has saved the worm by freeing it from the weaver's webs. Uh-huh. Savior. Or it has helped the Gaians avert the apocalypse. Savior. So, one way or the other, it's a champion. Right? Uh-huh. I think it, especially with the world of darkness, there needs to be that realm of, yeah, like, like Tom said, just kill it and shoot yourself in the foot in such a spectacular fashion by doing so. I got another foot. I mean... I, I, I guess I was thinking more of it was tried, and whatever was attempted, it was foiled by natural happenstance, or maybe somebody bumped into him and missed, and someone took that, like, no, we can't let anything happen. Well, It was already prevented once, and Gaia wouldn't let it happen, and they take that superstition into it. No, and that's a perfectly reasonable call. Look, we are talking about murdering a baby. Trying to avoid saying stuff like that, but yes, you're right. This is this is, this is the conversation. Right? Yeah, I know. I murdering a baby. Yeah. Or you go back to where Denny's saying, a medicine is pregnant, you murder the mother. You could. I mean, but in this scenario, the baby already exists. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you open the book. The mm-hmm. baby already happened. Yeah, the baby We're already happened. Here. It just it gives you options on who the parents are if you want to do it that way. Maybe there were no parents, or that stork. This little stork came and delivered it. <laughs> Maybe you never met the parents. Maybe the parents were well, already gone sense. at this point. Well, yeah, because it starts off like it, it's like it's a young woman who's protecting the cub, but she wasn't the mother. So maybe she saved the cub from being murdered, like the other two were. Well, the mothers possibly, don't survive or, the birth anyway. It's true. Possibly. I mean, they can. They, that's I mean, they, they can, yes, they but, uh, can, they can but, but a lot don't. Right. That's still a Krinos baby crawling out of there. Eh, but, you know, they say that it's possible. They, yeah, they well, no one's saying it's not Krinos. possible. We're saying that it's very... There's a high fatality a right there. C-section, go ahead. Because, yeah, because options, it's claws yes. and fangs ripping its way out. While birth is already a thing. We're going that conversation. It's already like up. a messy thing. All right, all right. And, and, like, sometimes people die in childbirth, mm-hmm. you know, which sucks. I mean, it's terrible. But then, like, add claws and fangs and aggravated damage. That you can't soak. <laughs> it's true. It's can you because it's an inside... I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about yeah. inside wounds. I know you treat them with alcohol normally, but this isn't yeah. that kind of... alcohol. Yeah, yeah, that's not the same type of thing. Rubbing alcohol for the outside wounds, drinking, drinking alcohol, alcohol for the, for the inside, inside wounds. wounds. It's science. Yep. It's true. Proven. What have we gotten ourselves into? So Semantics. <laughs> I mean, I'm still all for, even with what's said, I'm still all for killing it. It's a spit on Guy's face. It's Well, again, unless. I don't see the unless. Well, fine, but it's possible, is the point. It's up to the storyteller. He's, again, I think he's got it absolutely And that's convinced. also why I said the storyteller, depending on how they weave the start of the tale, what we're doing, blah, 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 mm-hmm. why this is happening, why I should be fighting for it. Depends on how that tale is obviously woven. And I get that, and I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're here to talk about. But from an outside point looking in right now, without getting deep into it just yet, I'm all for, nah. Nothing wrong with that side. I just know? don't want that chance of, because how many metas have fallen to the worm? Track well, record. Well, and again, <laughs> this is a special case. 
Still track record. That, that, that's fine. I'm saying this is a special case. Mm-hmm. You know, that child was eventually going to grow up to be a huge factor in the middle of the apocalypse. Either as Alexander Brightclaw or Alexander Blightclaw. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. Depending on how right. things turn out. Where you leave that child. And obviously, you're allowing for time to pass. Sure. In some of the other scenarios, I mean, there's a lot that is talked about and can be done with the perfect menace uh, if you just pop open Apocalypse. The Apocalypse book uh, presents, presents a scenario where the menace child is five and is yet to have its first change. There's another, um, he has his first change um, in the custody of Gaians and then escapes to go willingly to the worm to be sacrificed. Willingly. To, to bring about the Apocalypse. Shit. You know, some scenarios have him dance the spiral. Some have him become possessed by an avatar of the worm itself. Holy hell. There's a scenario where um, he gets rapidly aged and knocks up Zizak. What? True. That doesn't make sense. I mean, presumably. Not I mean, she shows up pregnant with him. We're presuming. <gasps> I find that one less, least likely. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it's not even the aging thing. How, how do you last that long? I think I think she'd break that's that guy. I think she would destroy the perfect. But that's that's just me. Uh, that's good. that's what I was thinking. Like, there's no way he would have survived. No, she, he'd put a hand on her, and she would break every bone in his body. And that's just where my brain is. Break every bone in your body just by looking at you. You don't get much more hardcore than Jai Jack. I mean, that's just that's you don't. Line. Very hard time believing she's going to go. You baby that just turned into a man. That's the one. <laughs> He's mine. Especially when you factor in the... This is so not relevant. <laughs> it's, it's it's you know, all, all the Garu that are supposed to take part of the Apocalypse are already been born. Of course, Apocalypse is also the book that talks about how there have not been any Garu births since I think it was 1999, canonically. Which oh. coincides with Athelios. Okay. So mm-hmm. would that make this perfect menace the very last one born? You can, write it that, you can write it that way if you yes, want. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I can see that. I mean, it's weird, but I can see it. I mean, you know, you're playing a werewolf. and I mean, it's there's weird, evidence to say that there's a level here. Yeah, there's um, weird shit everywhere. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> All right, so we need to be convinced to do it. And let's say that happened. We were convinced. Okay. Are you okay with that part? <laughs> I know you're so. Be like you gotta it. grant the premise. I'm granting it. <laughs> okay. Are you now being forced to, or are you electing to be the? Oh, I'd be forced to. The escorts. I'd be forced to. I'm not helping raise it, but I'll do what I have to to protect it. I was thinking exactly the same. I won't be happy about it, but I'll do it because I was convinced, and I was told. Well, and I think um, you talk about the protecting it your game can turn into a whole lot of different things. And we talked about this a bit in the White Howler episode, mm-hmm. how these these large uh, events, if you will, you know, like bringing the Howlers back, how that changes what the game is. And that's, I guess, that's kind of why I'm afraid of going any farther than I am here. Because... But we have to, because we have a show. I, I get <laughs> it. But I mean, my point is, like, if I'm the one who's going to be protecting this thing, how long do I got to do that for? The game's your no life. longer... Yeah. The game's no longer about anything else other than protecting this thing. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about, how we do that. What are the different options? And I think uh, probably, like for me, the one I would, would be most likely to do 
with a group who was protecting the cub. Okay. Starting with that, I wouldn't have the pack themselves do the day-to-day shit. You would leave the cub with trusted allies at a safe house or what, what have you. You know, it would be, hey, this is too big for, it's too big for the two of us. Look at it, you guys, right? So let's go to the Silver Star. Help. And Chelassie grabs Gladly. the baby. And no one's going to hurt this baby. Look at this precious little cute thing. Because <laughs> it's Chelassie, right? And so now they're involved. Mm-hmm. You can't stay at the cairn. No. Because again, stay you have half and half. Right? You know, they know about it. And let's say we're not obviously going down that route. But obviously, yeah, it is going to, there's going to be opinions on this thing. Mm-hmm. Where's Whiplash at all times? Oh, yeah. I would try and eat it. <laughs> where, where is Whiplash? Someone check the grill. Sacrificing it to boar. Yeah, we're, we're, I don't see the baby. Check the grill of his boot. Where's Whiplash? I'll be right back. I had to get some ranch. <laughs> wow. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Dude, Thousand Island, get your head out of your ass. All right. All right. <laughs> Where? No. But obviously, you know, so so now it's, of course, the child's being hunted. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are losses. You're trying to protect this kid. You've got your allies. The allies are having losses because you can't be everywhere at once. So maybe that pack whittles down. And we have suddenly, you, us, so we'll go with us. Yeah, us I mean, two, And then we have the Silver Star. So, yeah, and maybe... <laughs> got to keep finding allies. Yeah, because... We got to build an some army this, around yeah, this. Some of the Silver Star starts dying off, trying to protect. One of us might die off trying to protect. You know, we don't want to add a, adding a new character into this mess. Face rolls happen, man. But we don't want to... Yeah. Certainly, yeah, the possibility is there. Let's not overcomplicate it. Just for the sake of an example. You know, but yeah, maybe the Silver Star loses a couple members. But, you know, you find a safe house somewhere for now they can stop running and hold up for a while. So, yeah, maybe you're dropping off supplies and stuff. Well, let's say Zan, Shell, and, and... Jamie. Perfect. Jamie are watching the kid. You're still living your lives. You're still doing your thing. But at the same time, well, now we just we, we check on them every now and then. I mean, at that point, I'd be looking for people to the cause. And then who do you trust? Yeah, I was saying, and that becomes part of it, trust? Who do you tell that doesn't already know? Well, plenty of people. Because we don't hire skywriters for Garu births. But, I mean, we're, we'll get around eventually as time moves on, but mm-hmm. when this thing breaks, there's not going to be a whole lot of people who know. Those may be spiritually inclined who are getting messages from somewhere. You know, your prophets, your seers, certainly. But that thing starts small. Yeah, well, they'll get ramped up pretty quickly, I imagine. It could. Now, and how old is that child when it happens? How long are you doing this for? Because, again, it's... There's so many implications and so many possibilities here. Doing that that safe house idea grants you a long-term muscle having the game be about other things. It's still where I have an issue because his life's lost protecting something that could be some type of savior. But and it's I, just more Garu lost that could be used for the apocalypse. I think that's why it's going to be really difficult and really important for the storyteller to do the convincing for whoever, whatever NPC, and that's why I mentioned or, or it maybe being a the notable the NPC. Players are all for it. I mean, this is just us. Yes. Yeah, and then let me let me jump on that. Why, why do I have to convince you? I, I meant the one of the NPCs, or even a um, 
like a meta character. Maybe it's a meta character that's so notable that they're the ones who had to be the ones convincing. Right, but what I'm saying is, why is a storyteller playing the NPCs, you know, is it my responsibility? I mean, certainly the NPCs will act how they would naturally react. Mm. You're playing stuff, you know your characters, you know your NPCs, that should all take care of itself as long as you're doing your job right. But the story is your reaction. True. So if your reaction is to stomp the thing under your, under your heel, fine. If your reaction is to protect it because this might be the thing that turns the tide, and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't afford to take that risk, fine. That's why I like the second option. But if you go in the first one, he goes to stop it. <laughs> fine, if that's what you're... I'm maybe, willing to bet someone's going to try and stop you. Maybe. But, you know, maybe that... The story's got a place to go. You can't just stop right there and then, like, all right. Can't I? You ended that plot thread right there with a stomp. And maybe that just sealed the fate of the Gaia Nation. Maybe I, you just murdered everyone by doing that. Or maybe you saved everyone. And you won't fucking know until the shoe drops. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Didn't mean to do that. But yeah, but that was, was perfect. I know. I like how it naturally happened. Yeah. But there's the point. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, like, if you have the story to tell, and you know... But yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to say because, again, it's all about how the players themselves are going to react. Right. It's player agency. This is way more difficult than I thought it was going to be today. Why? Because I'm so naysaying it. It's not that you're naysaying it. It's just there's too many possibilities. Oh, I know. And I'm just, I, I still like going back on what makes that meta special compared to, like, Gogol. That could help change the tides. Gogol can do it. Well, Gogol's not a menace. Doesn't see it. But you get what I'm saying. No, I do. But powers-wise and all of that, what a Garu can do, he's not going to be any different than somebody else. How do you know that? Maybe he Garu is. Garu or Garu. But, maybe but this is a Garu that shouldn't exist. Exactly. So make it not exist. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. Maybe it is because you're such naysaying it right now. We can't even go any further because you. Fucking no, we can go you're, further. You're no help at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be open to the other possibilities here, Tom. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it either, but that's why I'm saying I'd have to be really convinced. And then I would do it. And again, we went with, you know, if you were writing it, what would you do? And you would make them the protectors. If we were to run this, that's how we're going to go. Well, we were convinced. That's a way. Mm-hmm. What other ways could we go? Me fucking hanging no, here, if, guys. You, if you are the naysayers, you are trying to track it down. There's your story there. That's there what I'm go. saying. If so I'm a naysayer, you. well, I figured that was obvious, but sorry. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm the naysayer. I've been tasked with this Metis child's been born. It needs to be snuffed out. This should not be possible. There's your chronicle. Or more. So you have you turn you turn into a hunt for whoever's harboring the Metis child. Correct. Hmm. That game I'd I'd do that one for sure. Alright, I'll play along with you. I'll go with you on this one. I hope so. so yeah, you're that's part again. of the pack. If not, <laughs> we're not a pack anymore. <laughs> As I say, we, maybe you, your differences split up your pack because of that. That's that's possible. I mean, not ideal because you got a game going, right? But it's entirely possible. Two different games out of that—that that would suck. What if the people, the custodians of the menace child, are allies? You keep with it. What if it's the Silver Star? What if it's the Rabies and Chains? Easier to track. We know them. Sure, but. You see how we complicate things with that. Oh, very much so. You've got that extra layer here. Now now there's the personal connections. It's the what do you do with your friends or the people you've looked up to or whatever when they're 
standing on the other side of that fence. And with something like the Metis Child, the, the implication is so grand. It's akin to something we dealt with in our last chronicle, Shadows and Tall Trees, where can you afford to take the risk? I won't go further with that, but you both know what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, yes, I do. We might be wrong, but we can't... <laughs> yeah. Even if we're wrong, too bad, because we can't afford to take the possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was tough. It was very difficult, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, when you put it in that perspective... Convince him with my claws. And hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'll never know. I probably won't even know in my lifetime. I'll probably die trying to do what I gotta do. Well, that's entirely possible. And, you know, we don't, I didn't, you know, this is not the apocalypse episode. Mm-hmm. First of all, that, that book, there's just a lot, and that's not one episode. Mm-hmm. But one of the scenarios deals with, you know, there are three sacrifices that must be made, one in the name of the, the three, the triadic worm. And this is where we come back to the Metis child being one of those sacrifices. And it brings up in that book, well, what if someone killed the child beforehand? And it's like, does it seal the fate? Or... Does the sacrifice now become the one who killed it? Because that was in the spirit of. So what happens then? We could throw a wrench in that one. That one's like pure speculation, though. No, it is. And I mean, that's the thing, you know. I, I mean, we talk about Apocalypse, and Apocalypse has a lot of potential scenarios. And that's good on Apocalypse for going, this isn't the one way. Here's, it's a book of ways that it could happen, not the way it does happen. We're leaving it open for you. You decide. I mean, there's there some possibilities of how you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's the the novels which have their version, but again, I I think ignore it because make your own. But clearly, the Metis Child is a part of that. Oh, very much. And using it becomes a delicate issue because again, it's game changing, no matter what. Oh, you're bringing in the, one of the biggest plot points, so right. And if you're going to deal with it, you have to deal with it. Whether it's a safe house thing or you're chasing after whoever it is that is currently guarding it or it was stolen. You know, you go to that safe house one day and everyone's... spirals took it. Yep, everyone's dead. So now you have to get the cub back before, you know, it gets old enough and they make it dance the spiral. And it's definitely going to be an agent of the worm. Now there's no question. Light clock. Right? Break clock. And that's if those spirals are the ones who... We're trying to protect it. Right. Maybe they're, they want to kill it. Maybe they want it for a sacrifice. Bringing up the black spirals taking it, think about it this way. you got black spirals that want to keep it alive. Granted, they want it, end goal is to get to do the dance, but you ally with black spirals. This is a good way to tie in somebody playing some black spirals. Which isn't normally something I would endorse by any stretch of the imagination, but you're right. It's the enemy of my enemy Right at that point. Here's some unsavory allies, but they'd be allies on keeping it alive. And then, at, and, obviously, end goal, you'd have to kill them, but... And at that point, it's any port in the storm. Something that big, with that many implications. You know, and I mean, they bring it up. I mean, they, they talk about, in Rage Heavens, the certain factions that are aware of the Metis Child. And there's pro-cub, there's anti-cub. It's the hive of the worm's eye. And that's like a... I don't want to say a camp, but it was like a... It's a hive. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just a hive... They think uh, it's they believe that the Metasporn Cub signal, signals the impending apocalypse. So yeah, they have a vested interest to in keep that kid alive and well. You don't have to believe the same thing. 
if you guys are holding that child thinking it's going to be, you need to keep it alive so it can help save the day. And, you know, well, they want it because they think it's going to help them save the day. Yeah, your saving might be completely different than them saving, but... But saving's implied. Everybody <laughs> wants the cub alive here. Right, right. So, like I said, you get allies in weird places, but this is a good way you can tie in playing Black Spirals for a couple chapters. If you really want to. I, mean, I, I know there's people out there that want to, so, I mean, this is a good story hook. It's true. And then, you know, at that point, you can have some fun with... How far do we trust these allies? How slippery is this slope? I was thinking that. I was absolutely thinking that. Maybe it was. Maybe some of those spirals are not who they say they are. They're the ones who want it dead. Maybe. But they're saying they're going to help you keep it alive. Your friend's close, but your enemy's closer. <laughs> well, and even then, yeah, no, we're going to keep you safe. And they will. They'll be true to their word, so long as. But maybe, hey, it's like, well, we'll get you on our side <laughs> slowly corrupt you in the process. Right. Jesus. That could happen too. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> but now here's one. Let's take the assumption that the menace child is a positive force or has the potential to be. It's in guy in hands. It's being raised by whatever cairn is going to keep him protected or, you know, what have you. Speculation, what tribe would you put if you're in charge of this? Mm-hmm. What tribe is your menace child? Oh, Jesus. If I had to pick right now, yeah, uh, I would say Children Guy. That's kind of where I was leaning. Why, gentlemen? Oh boy, I don't think any other totem would absolutely a hundred percent believe that this is a good thing. Okay, tribal aspects, the way they treat Metis, they would be more into letting this one in. That too. See, I'm gonna go a different way from you guys. Say Silver Fang. Fine. Elaborate. I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> well, you oh. left a big pause there. Yeah, you know how I do. What you know, we assume that this child, again, is, is Gaian in, in intent, a positive force for, for the Gaia nation. What better way to restore honor and dignity to the Silver Fangs than for this to be Falcon's chosen? What about a Shadow Lord? That's possible too. Because the Margrave would be all over that. Well, the Margrave would be, but ultimately it would be up to the totem mm-hmm. to, to accept. So I think, well, what if, because we know how disgraced the Silver Fangs are with the derangement and the questionable track record. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll say that. There's not a whole lot of faith in Silver Fang leadership, and certainly Elbrecht has done something to repair some of that, at least in the Americas. But overall, to, to wipe the, the stain of the past away from the Silver Fangs, what if this this child, this this uh, child of light, if you will, is embraced by Falcon and becomes the leader of the nation that the Silver Fangs are supposed to be? Damn. Oh, man, that's... That breeds a little bit more connection into Helios, too. There you go. Yeah, maybe that's what... The camp of the, the sun, whatever. I can't remember the name. If it is a guy in nature, it's got to find a tribe. And, I mean, there's plenty to choose from, but... It still comes down to the totem. True, and what it means for the greater good. And I don't think there's a bad answer. No, of course, there's not bad answers. I just think what's more logical. And that's why I was thinking Jolar Gaia, they don't care that what's menace. They're, they're open arms at this point. They're going to take anybody. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, you're I, not I wrong. Don't, I don't see Fenris going around. <laughs> there's my mighty warrior. Well, except if this 
Cub is prophesized to be that mighty yeah, warrior. it could be. And, I mean, that's the point here. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe it is a champion of Fenris. Maybe it's Beowulf Part 2. <laughs> I mean, Bonar could definitely work, too. Yeah. Now, I certainly think that a Bonar Sept or a Child of Gaia Sept would be ideal for harboring the child. Yeah, that's that's where I was thinking. Yeah, and I think yeah. harboring. there was definitely a factor of me picking what I picked. Where, you know, I like I certainly wouldn't put that child in a Shadow Lord Sept, for example. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because it's it's guaranteed that someone is going to want to manipulate the Same set. with a Get Sept. Something's going to happen there. But see, I don't know. I, I well something the power I, I, struggles. There's there's gonna be. I think there's a high likelihood of the child being assassinated in a get. That's yeah. That's where I'm getting at. Because somebody is gonna go. Damn the rules. This will take thirty seconds. I'll deal with the consequences because I believe that strongly. And I think you can get Garur from every tribe that would feel that way. Oh yeah. But again, I think if there's a tribe that's gonna be stalwart and I'll take the consequences. This is for the best. It's gonna be a get a Fenris. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Do the action, ask for forgiveness later. Right. Like, I'm certainly, I wouldn't put this child with the Margrave. And it's not that the Margrave isn't a force of good, Mm -hmm. ultimately, in the nation, but it's going to grow up under someone's agenda. All right, well, let's let's go with your idea, then. Let's go with Silver Fang. Okay. It's going to be grown up. It's prophesized to be grown up to be the ultimate leader. You know, maybe that's just how that shakes out. I think it's um, a good situation... Where you could get away with doing a time jump. Oh, easy. Do five or six years. Yeah, they've so, been harboring and keeping it alive for so long, and they, they found a safe house. And... and the point here is that now the, this it's a child with a personality. Because here's, here's the thing. Babies ruin everything. <laughs> when, when... <laughs> That's something to endorse. <laughs> no, I mean, when, 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 we talk about, when we talk about our fiction, okay... You look at you look at television, and I think television is the best example. Mm. Okay, you know, is when you introduce a baby into a show. This, this show is no longer about the personalities of those characters; it's about them as parents. Right. It, it be the baby becomes such a factor, and the baby isn't a character. Right. It's a thing that makes noise and has to be tended to. It doesn't have a personality. Its personality is crying, eating, and pooping, <laughs> right. and sleeping. So if you do this time jump, now it's, you know, like, a, like an eight-year-old boy, for example. Yeah, raised and trained in the nation. Right? So now it can have a personality, and you can become attached to this little character, this little guy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, and you just, just want to throw it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's not a burden anymore. Touchdown. You know, you can only do three men and a baby as a story for so long before everyone's angry. Right. Oh, he's crying <laughs> again. Go feed him. This is my escapism. This is what I want to do to, you know, to, to relax and unwind from real life, is tend to a fictional baby. It's play real life. <laughs> right. So, you know, I think, again, when, when you're dealing with them as a child, if you're going to do a, add it to the game, yeah, maybe find a way to do a time jump. And now you're, you're meeting this kid who is learning, like, how to duel with, like, a wooden clave and learning the litany and questioning shit. And maybe there's something... I mean, there should be something off about him. Because as a storyteller, you don't want to tip the hand. We're talking about it. Like, oh no, it's going to be the savior. But the storyteller should never tip the hand about this. It's entirely possible, maybe, that this kid you know, gets a little older, he has his first change. I mean, eight is possible for a Metis. You know, five's a little early. But 
is also possible. And now as part of the nation, and there's all this thought and belief and pressure under this mm-hmm. kid, and then maybe he's fated to fall to the worm because of it. So you have little subtle hints that maybe he's not so guy and after Learning all. Learning litany, and he's questioning why do we kill the worm? Little things, like just little, to yeah, show. Just to, just to plant little seeds of doubt, regardless of the storyteller's intent. Keep them guessing. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, he questions a little too much. Why did we do it this way? And maybe he's not even a Ragabash. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter, Auspice, at that point. He's just questioning because he's going to have a voice. He's learning the nation's mm-hmm. Right? Maybe um, they put all this faith in him. It's closer to the end times. You know, where the end times is, again, a long, strung-out thing and not just a wham-bam kind of event. And you're getting raised on this pedestal. Yeah, the pressures of that. We're okay. We're counting on you. What's your plan for this? You're saying that to an eight-year-old, <laughs> right? And like the, and sure, he's been trained in all this shit, but the practical application, the insecurity that comes from that. What if the plan goes wrong and people start to turn on him? Oh, I even think of it like you're training him combat-wise, and too. and even though you've been training him for so long, he still sucks at it. What the fuck? This is supposed to be our mighty warrior. Why can't he do this? Right. How many times do I gotta fucking show you how to do this? And you play in the innocent mind of a child, too. Absolutely. There's a lot you can do. I mean, either way you look at it. Forbid you leave him at a hive for safekeeping. You go that route. And you watch as he slowly fades away. You have this bright young kid who is being, he like all corrupted and pet cemeteried up, if you will, living in the hive. Because obviously. Oh, yeah. Because of the surroundings. Yeah, they're, they're going to want to push him that way. And just being in the hives already going to taint him, so... Right? That's, like, that's like, a, a scary thought, too, you yeah. Either way, it's it's like, it doesn't matter which end of that spectrum you're going to put it on, it's a scary thought. It is. Or, you know, we look at what you talked earlier, Tom, like, the, the convince me, what, is, what does it do? Maybe, maybe the menace child is, is destined to uh, destroy the talons of the worm. We, we have the prophecy that Zizek will kill, quote, the last guy in King. So there's this scenario where she just rips Albrecht apart. Because, again, it's Zizek, and what do you expect? But <laughs> What if it wasn't Albrecht, though? What if it ends up being this Yeah, what child? if the Menace Child is the last guy in King? You know, again, with the Silver Fang. Yeah, thing. I was going to say, maybe if we go with the Silver Fang idea, maybe they're thinking he will be King, we need to protect him. Right? And, you know, maybe that prophecy doesn't come for another 20 years. Here's one for you. I know there are changes coming in mm. Werewolf 5, but <clears throat> what if that's the scenario, canonically? It is that the Metis child does become, quote, the last guy in King. Hmm. And in that 20-year gap of canon, who knows? There, yeah, there's a lot of possibility, especially if you're going with the future speculation here. Does that mean that maybe that's why there's no more Metis kind of thing? Uh, it becomes... Right, it's speculation. Yeah. You don't know. But it, it allows for that possibility. I can see that being a thing. As long as they've saved this kid and he's still alive, now there's no more Metis. Of course, I mean, there's the other implication behind that too. But yeah, you know, but... I mean, look, it's we are talking about a 20-year or so gap in... There's room for that child to have grown up mm-hmm. and Alexander Brightclaw, if you will, to become somebody. 
Or Blake Claw. Yes. I like that. Maybe it just maybe. works out, doesn't it? It does. It works out a little too <laughs> it's, well. It's well done, dude. Well Thank done. You. What if he's the one that takes out Zhajak and if essentially takes her takes over that spot? It could be. Um, you know, I point back to the idea where uh, he knocks her up, but but see, I have a problem with that though because she's too much of a meta character and too powerful. Well, that yes, mm-hmm. but also because again, we have been told we've been told more than once that every Garu who is relevant to the apocalypse has already been born. So her being showing up pregnant is pointless. Ah, yes. Good point. Well, she's pregnant. Well, so what? The world's over before she comes to term. Or before it comes to term. Or, like, right. it's not going to be a or factor. Or still an infant and not, yeah, not going to factor in. Yeah. Like, everyone's, everyone's here already. Well, what kind of other situations or even scenarios could we put in there? Well, um, how about... Again, we'll go with the guy in thing, but the in guy in custody, but a servant perhaps of the the proper balance worm, which would make it kind of alien to both sides. But the idea that the child would reject the guy in teachings, either for the corrupter or the balance worm, either way. But imagine a scenario, right, where the kid is being held in your home sept. Okay. This this is our future. We're going to raise it right, and it's going to be our savior. Blah 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 blah. Few years have passed. You know, again, we go, we, we do the, the small child, but cognizant scenario, and it runs away. Oh shit! I didn't think about it that way. Rejects or is swayed, perhaps, by a spiral on the sly, by an infiltrator into the sept, by someone who perhaps believes that he's the enemy and tries to lure him out and kill him, and then it makes whiplash. One day, takes him out in the woods to put a knife through the back of his skull. Hmm. And the kid gets wise and runs away and now doesn't trust anyone in the sept and is then seduced by the worm. Yes. And so now you get a scenario, and I and I hate to draw this parallel, because gross, but like an Obi-Wan Anakin sort of thing. Where oh. you guys who have been instrumental in this kid's life and because you know, all of it the, took was one wrong move. Right. Because of the actions of a third party. I, I get why you don't want to make the parallel, but you can't. It's so difficult to miss. It, that it's, is it's, the parallel. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a night and day parallel right there. Especially if he's the one that, if that's how you wrote it, was he ends up being the warrior of the apocalypse to bring the apocalypse. What if, um, and now I'm, now, now we're going to my fucking headcanon. Please. What if, again, I go back to the balance worm. What if he, for however, deus ex machina, mm-hmm. whatever, is able to free and cleanse the balance worm. Again, we go back to the husk thing. <laughs> but, like, he is the key of freeing the balance worm. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's super alien of a concept, so it sh- he should be somewhere in between. What if he goes and ends up in the clutches of the spirals and goes to the Temple Obscura and dances to the ninth or 10th layer or 11th mm. and comes out fucking fine? Holy shit, that... Oh, damn it. Was that supposed to scare me? <laughs> that's what he walks out of. That's, yeah, that's right. what, I'm, I'm seeing in your head, yes. That's a weird spiral, man. That's what they would probably say. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the first stuff out of his mouth. Yeah, it comes out, and they're wondering what his name is. He goes, uh, what was that supposed to be? Can we get a sandwich? <laughs> Can I get a sandwich? Oh. I'm parched. <laughs> yeah. I'm starving. Off round of the Black Spiral Dancers. <laughs> Would be hungry. 
Here are some Jimmy John's. <laughs> Did they deliver to Melfi's? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he comes out just unscathed. And not only that, uncorrupted. Exactly. Oh. Because he is the true agent of the Worm of Balance set to set things right. And again, my, my person, again, we know my personal headcanon and my fucking crazy shit. The Worm sheds its skin. And is weak as shit now, so now the Gyronation have to contend with dealing with the fact that the Worm is no longer crazy and is super weak. And so it has to be protected just like the Wild. Meanwhile, the skin that it shed, which is the Hydra in the Urges, still exists as, quote, the Husk. Same as it ever, ever was, but new complication. Meanwhile, you got the Black Spirals who split in half. Those who serve the Husk, those who are going to defend the, the Worm of Balance, mm-hmm. sort of creates an extra faction in there, because who do you trust? Do, yeah, how, yeah. how do you believe it? And Malfi's would just be ripped in half at that point. Right? Like, how do you think about this? Is, like, is the Gyro Nation, is a Gyro, right? Is your characters. It is big event happens. How do you just believe that it's okay now and that the worm is no longer the threat. Right? How do you tell Gogol Fangs first that the worm is no longer the enemy? You don't. There's no way you but convince yeah, someone like that. Right? Uh, I don't see He's you not going to believe you ever. Probably not, but there you go. You might convince others, but I don't see someone like Gogol being convinced. I mean, I, I, would, I would make the argument that, while I, I don't necessarily think you're wrong with Devil's Advocate, that maybe he doesn't care on a practical level whether yeah. we call the enemy the husk or the worm. Yeah, I still have a war to That's win. still a psychomanchy. Cool story, bro. Can I go kill that thing now? Right. Yeah. Practically, maybe he doesn't care what we call it. Fair. That is still the enemy. That still stinks of what I called worm taint yesterday. You can call it husk taint today, <laughs> but it's still the fucking enemy, so I don't care about your bullshit behind the scenes. Solid point. Solid point. But I mean, that's just spitball. But that's Gogol, though. Right. I shot high on that. <laughs> he comes up a lot. He is a rank six. I was going to say, he's a rank six guy. So, so yeah, yeah. He's got shit to do. He's doing it. Right. Stop bothering him with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just leave him out of it. Let him keep warring down there. <laughs> But, I mean, there's an example. And, I mean, at that point, I'm offering an apocalypse scenario that has the benefit of altering things on that kind of level. And keeping the game going. Yes. While not destroying the game. Because other scenarios are possible apocalypse ones. It just ends no matter what the outcome. Right. Like, likely, the worm gets free and devours everything. Which, you know, why I make the separation between the two. Because if it sheds its skin, it's now too weak to devour everything. Mm-hmm. it's going to start doing its proper duty again, which is great, but Dusk still wants to corrupt everything. <laughs> you, no, you I, win, I get it, and yeah. that's why I like that theory. That's a fun one. So what other kind of scenarios can we throw at someone who's... No, I guess we'll go with protecting that child, even after we've done this time jump. Well, I mean, you still have the, the, same, the, the same issues in terms of the spirals, you know, your different factions going after it, but... In what way? I mean, do you, do you, do we do like a, a nomad thing? Again, kind of like a lone wolf and cub where you in whatever safe house or caravan of whatever, whatever sept is protecting it is always on the move. You have infighting. You have betrayals of the potential of it. I think there's a lot you can do there. And you know, what we haven't talked about is the weaver. Oh, shit. Yeah, how does she feel about that? Probably not great. 
But yeah, how does the weaver factor into all of this? Now, if I'm the weaver, beep, bop, boob, zeros, I can't count past 99, you know, Y2K. Huh? Uh, you know, <laughs> don't know what a two looks like. This is a threat to me no matter what. Oh, yeah. Absolutely is a threat. Right? Guy and worm doesn't matter. This is a problem no matter what. She's sending everything after her. All hands on deck. Oh, boy. Oh. Way to just throw that giant wrench into that. I didn't right? even think about that. I'm having drones hack satellite feeds to find every cairn I possibly can on the planet. Yep. I'm dropping tungsten rods from a satellite. Because if this thing is allowed to exist for like another 20 minutes, it is a threat to everything I got going on. I see that happening 100%. Right? I didn't even think about the weaver. (laughs) And then we go back to something I brought up a couple episodes ago, the idea of the weaver taking over some Garu. Let's, for lack of a better term, possess. Okay. For lack of a better term. I know what you As many Garu as I can to work them on the inside. Holy shit. I make a spiritual computer virus to infect the glass walkers and send them sept to sept to find out where this little shit is so I can put a stop to it. And the whole time, they're... Whether maybe, they know it or maybe, not. Yeah. Well, not only know it or not, but like maybe they're different packs and stuff. They're trying, like, hey, we're here to help. We yeah. want to help protect. And it's just a spy. Yeah. And again, whether they know it or not, maybe they're not aware of what it is and all of a sudden, the switch flips. And now... Yes, Weaver. Five phone. That's one of the reasons why I didn't even consider Glasswalkers being one of the tribes that this kid too close to the Weaver. Yeah. So what if? I like that one. That one's good. And since we're talking Weaver, sure. What if this thing is wild aligned? Remember, Gaia is not the. I mean, I know you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Gaia is not the wild. What if this thing is wild aligned? It grows up. And becomes this total agent of fucking chaos to break the dam holding back the wild's fury. Well, that's an even bigger problem. In a roundabout way. I kind of like that better. But, you know, I mean, think about it. it. We've been talking this whole fucking show. Is it Gaian? Or is it a, is it a worm? Why were these the only choices? What if Who? it's of all three? A child of the triad. Again, which would be there to bring back balance. Right. Just getting matrixy. <laughs> Whoa. There's so much to think about. It's endless possibilities, and it's kind of fantastic. Yeah. Hence the loose concept in the in the book. Right? And I, I think with um with Werewolf Five eventually happening. It, it, it seems like there are plans. It's it's like a soft reboot. This is what it seems like. You know, maybe it's time to play with those apocalyptic ideas. I can see why you think of that. So it's kind of unfortunate because the way the game's going and everything, but... Well, I, I mean, you can always restart, but I mean, if they're going to soft reboot the game anyway, maybe you write an end and walk into W5 is its own brand new thing. Fresh start. Treat it as a whole new game. Which, and at this I point, mean, it sounds like it's going to be. I really, I just wish they w- would call it... A different game. A di- yeah, Werewolf Dying Light or something like that. Which, that's a... It's a cool name. It's Thank a you. good idea. And you should use that. <laughs> I, I think it would do a lot to to soften some of the criticism because at that point it's a new game and not a new edition of an, of an existing game. But either way, maybe that's 
these are some scenarios maybe you close one chapter before you open another one. That's what gave me the idea for the episode. And I, yeah, I get it. And it's awesome. So let's real quick at this point. Okay. From the beginning, this child's born. In your head, how are you writing this game? Are you going to be a, writing it so our characters are going to be the protectors? Well, I mean, that wouldn't be up to me. Um, we said yes. Okay. We were Just convinced. whatever I want then? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, I think I would run again with the apocalypse not being a certain big moment, mm-hmm. but a, a time, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys would be a part of a set that is, in fact, protecting this child. Okay. Doing the time jump, let it grow. But again, so you give it personality and you get attached to it. And then at that point, letting your guys' actions or inactions dictate which direction that child goes. Okay. Not that I would tell you. Right. But knowing how we play our characters and knowing us as friends, how does that work out? I don't know. Just off the top of your head kind of thing? and I think at one point, something happens, and it spooks Whiplash. Okay. And he gets it in his head, him and Butcher's in the shadows, get it in their head that this kid has to go away, and Jaeger won't stop him. And I think that the kid will get away, and that he, he becomes an enemy. That it would be up to you two, theoretically, to go and bring him back, and ultimately you would fail. Whether that means the cub dies in the process or not, I'm not sure. You're just asking me mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But I think that's what happens. How do you feel with that one, Tom? That sounds like something you'd do. You're right. That's why I'm curious on what you would think. Maybe you're protecting, and I'd I... would probably s- help him get away. As I was gonna, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like Maybe I was allowing Whiplash to do this, and you saw it, so you went and helped him get away. I wouldn't doubt I would. And see, to add that scenario, I would probably do something really shitty. Like, um, <laughs> you shoot an arrow butchers in the shadows who's coming down on that kid, and you miss and hit the kid in the arm. So he thinks you shot him on purpose. You would do that. Of course I would. <laughs> of course you'd do that. Of course I would. He could never let us have the day. Of course not. That's not how he writes. Wins and losses, man. Ebbs and flows. There's no wins. It's all losses. <laughs> well, it's, the, it's the world of darkness. It's the apocalypse. Hey, there are occasional wins. Usually it's breaking even. If you're lucky, it's breaking even. Usually it's breaking even. I like that. That's craziness. And that would suck if it ever comes to fruition. You never know. Like, I've, I have no plans to run an apocalypse game, but I've had a lot of fun talking about this. Yeah. So, I want just desserts first. You'll get it. Good. <laughs> something really crazy. It'll be great. And foreshadow that maybe it's going to come true the entire time. That's always fun. <laughs> can be. It's going to hurt my head. Always. Regular stories hurt your head. You're right. But I believe that is about time for us. It's enough speculating for today. I think so. Yeah, my head hurts just speculating. Right? Let's get some... Just far too many possibilities. And, I'm but... still on the naysay bus, but... And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong. And, and again... This, you said it, you don't like book games, but this one is so open-ended on multiple scenarios, on multiple time jumps, on multiple points in this kid's life that we can sit here and speculate probably all day. 
just little tidbits of this kid's life. We could go this way with it. Well, you go that way with it. I mean, you could sit here all day. And that's, that's why true. I said even if a storyteller is going to run that game multiple times, that will still never be the same twice. No. No, you're right. I mean, you know, look, again, I'm not a huge fan of book games. And, you know, in our Ethereum Realm episode, mm-hmm. I, I had some, some shit to say about how that book is laid out mm-hmm. about Rage Heavens. But I, I think, you know, I really appreciate how they laid out this the, the Anthelio scenario here, the the freedom it gives, but but hitting all the important parts. I you know I think it's a good thing. Credit where it's due. Agreed. So yeah, that's again yeah that's our time and I guess little final thoughts on that. So yeah, I think we yeah, we just, that was it. Yeah, yeah those yeah, we, were our final thoughts happened. on it. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studio, Mr. Danny Tyson, Mr. Tommy Dixon, and myself. We want to thank you for listening. We want you to take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Keep your brush sharp and head on to a moment.